Welcome to the Judaism From Within podcast. I'm Simi Lerner. Love is an interesting term. Now we know the idea of love in terms of its relationship with other people. It's an interpersonal emotion. I love my children. I love my wife. I understand what those terms mean. It's an emotion that comes along with a relationship. But love of God is slightly trickier. Perhaps let me break it down this way. If I'm asking you to love a person, you can at least draw a parallel to what that means. If I tell you to love something beyond your experience, outside of the realm of your imagination, it's slightly trickier, especially for a Jew. This isn't the case for the Christian. For the Christian, love of God has a wonderful parallel, because for a Christian, love of God just simply means love of another person, Jesus. Jesus was a person. I can love my children, I can love a friend, and I can love Jesus. Hence the language of Jesus loves you and you love Jesus, or more often put in the question, do you love Jesus, are questions and statements made by Christians. And that kind of makes sense, which is why Christianity has a, a pull, an attraction to so many people. The Jewish people are asked to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our might, as we say in the Shema. But what does this mean? What are we going to say about it that, on one hand, will have a transformative effect on our lives, which is always the goal of any sort of more philosophical aspect of Judaism, but also how can we explain this idea, but at the same time keeping a connection to the everyday term of love? Because it won't be that interesting to redefine love when we talk about God to mean something completely different from the everyday love that we have for our relatives, for our friends. There has to be a common denominator in there. So what will it be? This is where, if we look at Rav Hirsch's broader writing, we can gain an introduction to how he discusses the idea of love of God. Because that is what this mitzvah is, Avas Hashem. What does it mean? The centrality of love in Jewish thought from Rav Hirsch's standpoint cannot be overstated. As I mentioned before, the ease within a Christian framework to connect to an individual and love an individual, in their case Jesus, is why often Christianity is labelled as the religion of love and Judaism the religion of law. But we abandon the language of love at our own peril. We say the Shema every day, and we focus on it, a focus in the davening. But just before that, we say, Ahava Rabba Avtonu, with abundant love, you have loved us. We're talking about God. As I said, this is a central pillar in the Jewish understanding of God. So we've described the need for a definition that allows us to find a common denominator between the experience of love that we have in everyday life and the experience of love of God. And we spoke about the centrality of love. But what are we doing by way of definition? What Rav Hirsch does is he breaks things down to their component parts. The root of the word, avo, which is a classically known idea, which means to give. Okay, the ones you give to, you draw a relationship with. Okay, but where does Rav Hirsch take this? Rav Hirsch says, built in to the word avo is not only the idea of giving, it also has baked into it two other components. There are verbs in Hebrew that start with an aleph. Rav Hirsch builds out a methodology of this. 
he shows us that any verb that begins with an aleph, the second two root letters, a root is made up of three letters, the second two often give you the concept of the verb. The aleph makes it reflective on the individual who we're dealing with. It reflects back to the individual, so we can call that the reflexive component. Or it can be the purpose of the verb, just to maybe bring this down. So we have two ideas. The aleph before a verb can either reflect it back to the individual, or the aleph before the verb can express the purpose of the verb. Now, that is fairly abstract, but take the word omar. Omar means to say. When you speak to someone, mar is from the root tomar, which is to exchange. There's this idea of tamura, when you exchange one item for another item in hectish. But when you're speaking to someone, you're exchanging. And the aleph before that makes it reflexive. You're exchanging of the self. So, omar is a dialogue, because you exchange. You could, let's say, you could put that in opposition or parallel towards daber, to, to say. Saying is just putting it out there as a statement. Omar is always in dialogue. You speak because you're exchanging. It's reflecting your exchanging, and once again, the aleph of the self. Let's take another example where the aleph is the, expresses the purpose of the verb. Ochal. Chal means to destroy. The aleph beforehand, the purpose of the destruction, is for the self. So it expresses the purpose of the destruction because that's what you're doing when you eat. So it can either reflect the self or express the purpose to the self. So when it comes to love, from Rav Hirsch's standpoint, the hey vase, the have, the bring, the give, which is the concept of the verb, is reflected on the person and it expresses the purpose to the self. Let me explain how that works. You reflect it on the person to give, because why? The individual is giving of himself. That is what you do when you love someone. You give of yourself. That is the giving reflected onto the person. You give of yourself to the other. But the purpose is to bring the self closer to the other. So you have both those ideas present in the concept of love. So let's bring it down to everyday life. When I love someone, I give of myself to them. But there is a purpose to that giving, is to draw them closer. You get closer to the other by giving to the other. And you see that baked in to this definition of love from Rav Hirsch's standpoint. Ava is made up of this aleph that both is reflective and expresses the purpose of the giving. It is reflective because I give of myself. And it is expressive of the purpose to the self because I give the self, that is true, but for the purpose of getting closer to the other. So the root of the verb love, avo, the aleph that expresses both a reflective idea, but also the purpose of hey vase, have, to bring, to give. I give of myself with the purpose of drawing myself closer. So we spoke how the idea of love is expressed in interpersonal relationships, in the different loves we experience in our everyday lives. I make room for the other. I give of myself. By giving of myself, I make room from within myself for the other. Because only if there is room within me for the other person can we be in relationship. And only by doing that am I able to express the second half, the purpose of love, of giving or bringing. Expressing the purpose is drawing myself closer. These ideas are interdependent. By making room for the other, I draw myself closer to the other. 
By giving of myself, I bring myself closer. Now let's bring God into the picture. How do I give of myself to God? The first stage, Rav Hirsch tells us, is to appreciate the love God has of us. As I said at the beginning, a focus on God's love for humanity is kind of key. Because if you look at the idea of God and you put it in a vacuum, you have a really powerful being that asks you to love it. That is really strange and really unappealing. It's a classic atheist attack on religion. Why would you love a dictator in the sky? Well, the problem with that caricature is that really isn't what we defined God as. We actually think God is a God of love. Rav Hirsch goes so far to say that when we are told to take example of people, there are human beings in the Torah that are imperfect and great, and we take example from them. We are never told to emulate them. The only one we are told to emulate is God. We are told to emulate God's love because that love is perfect. God gives to us unconditionally. God gives to us without any need on his part for the express purpose of drawing himself closer to us. So Rav Hirsch says you reflect on what you have, the position you are in, your past, your present, your existence, your relationships, your possibilities, and they come to you from God. And they come to you from God with love. If you take this stance, if you take this appreciation to heart, you then take the next step, and that is your love of God. But what is this love? What is your love of God and how is it expressed? So we describe the stance you take to begin with, but then how is it manifest towards God? This isn't a call for some sort of ego death. I adopt God's goals. I adopt God's intentions. That's the Tyra. For Rav Hirsch, an appreciation of the Tyra and the goals of the Tyra are not simply a list of rules, but they are the cornerstone of Avas Hashem. How do you make room in yourself for God? By adopting the Almighty's goals as your own. They become your goals. But the goal, the purpose of this giving of yourself is to draw yourself closer to Hashem. You are always there, but you are adopting God's goals. And Rav Hirsch says, if we reflect on this stance we are taking, that God has given us everything. We are here because of God. Our past, our present, which is made up of our past, is brought to us by God. The good that we have in our lives. But our meaning too is given cosmic significance by adopting God's goals. So by adopting the goals of Hashem, by making room within myself, and in this context, taking what goals I might have had, a way I might have thought I might want to bring my life forward, and making space within that for God's goals, to whatever degree I can. It's not a binary decision one way or the other. Like so many other things, it's a, a journey. But I make room within myself for God's goals. Thereby, the idea of the Torah is inseparable from love of God. You cannot love God if you don't know what God wants of you. Love of God is not a mood or an emotion in isolation. You draw yourself closer to God by adopting his goals as your own. So, let's just recap these ideas. We spoke about love of an individual, which we could relate to. But when it comes to love of God, God isn't a person, but God has goals and God has aspirations. And God asks us to adopt those goals. 
And by adopting those goals, we draw ourselves closer to God because that is the goal, because that is the purpose of the making room within ourselves is to draw ourselves nearer to the Almighty. And then always the last stage, how do you envision this lives out in action? Well, I think it's fairly obvious. It's lived out in action because I am an individual who recognizes that I'm in a relationship with a loving God, and I'm on a constant striving to adopt this loving God's goals as my own, with the express purpose of drawing myself closer to him. Thereby, God's goals are my goals, and God's goals are the body of the Torah written and oral, and we live that out in our active lives. How we act in the world is an expression of what we think the Torah wants of us. Thereby, it's living out in action is a direct flow from love of God. So putting it into a statement, this idea comes across the whole time when we look at things through a Jewish lens. When a person says that they love God, it, we're not talking about a mushy emotion. That may come along with it, but we primarily are talking about how you act in your life. A person cannot love God and not act as if he loves God. The same way a person cannot believe in God, in the truest sense of the word, from a Jewish standpoint, unless they act as if they believe in God. These ideas of action and belief, or action and a cognitive state, are very much intimately connected. So we had the question, what do we mean by love of God, of a love of an individual? And we developed it to the definition of love and how baked into that definition of love is both the purpose and the reflective notion of giving or bringing. And we applied it to God, but we began with the stance that you take, the stance of recognition that God loves you. And then you take the next step of an expression of love towards God by adopting God's goals and then living them out in active life. Thank you so much for listening.